Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong. I can change a diaper with one hand. That's the fact, Jack. And Joe Getty. Joey, baby. I love entertaining people. I'm strong and Getty. But I know this. They're loco. So it's a hustle. Yeah, it's a hustle. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Of course, first we got to play the theme for what we're doing. Every time I hear it, I like it more. So is this first one just part of the Tony Bennett Lady Gaga duet? Because I knew they do it. Did a duet? Yeah. Why don't hit clip number five first? I get a kick out of Tony Bennett turning ninety-five because I love him and his music. Happy birthday, Tony! Paul McCartney wishing Tony Bennett a happy 95th. All right. Uh, the, the, the headline of this is Tony Bennett's still alive. Is the headline Bare, story. Allegedly. Here. Right. And sang a song with Lady Gaga. Let's hear it's a good song, though. Okay. I get a kick every time I see you standing there before me. I get a kick. If you can do anything at 95, you got to be pretty pleased with yourself. Yeah, he's got to be in reasonable shape. Singing's more physical than people realize if they don't do it. Okay, so that's that. Um, we got We play. Do we play it after every sound? Well, sometimes we do because you know what we're doing. That's right. We're cleaning out the sound fridge. Apparently, there's a new, uh, there's a reissue of Metallica's uh, fabulous Black album, and then a 53 track cover album. What? Yeah, of people covering uh, the Metallica songs from that album. What's the name of the album? I'm going to look it up right now. Uh, it's the Black album, right? Is that right? Is that what it's called? I think so. I'm not a big I, Metallica. The Blacklist, fan. I believe. The blacklist. I don't know anything. About. Well, that's the that's the fifty three song cover album. That's what I want. The cover. The album. black album is set to be remastered for the definitive new reissue. Uh, blacklist is the cover album. That's what I, I can, want because I don't. I don't. I'm not a Metallica guy. A bunch of people I've never heard of are on it. Although uh, Jason Isbell's oh, on it. Cool. Uh, we're gonna play you some Weezer in a minute. Saint Vincent, who's not a saint at all. I've consulted the Catholic Church. What is it with? Uh... Weezer doing weird covers like they did uh, Toto's Africa. Ooh, Cage the Heffalump is on there. Ooh, That's cool. Miley, doing the Unforgiven. Ooh, Miley Cyrus does a one of the songs. Oh, that'll be great. So I'm sure that'll be great. So this is like their their famous album. Uh yeah, it's it's definitely an enormous album of theirs. This is uh, Weezer with their version of Enter Sandman. It sounds like Weezer doing Enter Sandman. Yes, sounds exactly like that. 
Yeah, there are, there are a bunch of people. I mean, like uh, the song Nothing Else Matters, which even some non-Metallica fans don't know, is being covered six different times on this album mm. by, among others, My Morning Jacket and Darius Rucker. Wow. Those are separate versions. And Chris Stapleton. Oh, cool. Yeah, that, I'll that'll, bet that'll rock. Yeah, I'll check that out. Yeah, coolness. Anyway. All right, so that's enough uh, music stuff. I think that's all of our music stuff, right? Unless we want to reset uh, Bruce Springsteen's daughter failing at the Olympics. I think we only played that once, right? Yeah, we did. So you want to hear that? It's Leftovers cleaning out the sound fridge. Come on. Cleaning out the sound fridge. <laughs> the rider that certainly got the most attention, 29-year-old Jessica Springsteen. And we are almost certainly in a position in this competition where Jesse will need to jump clear. Oh, the rail goes down. Tip. Barely hit it. Just hit the rail. The disappointment from Jessica Springsteen. Apparently she was not born to jump, Jill. Mm. 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 So she failed. She sucks. You know, the uh, the horse does all the work, then the human gets the medal. Maybe we got to blame the horse. You're a sucky horse. You're boo. bad at being a horse. You're no horse. You're not even a donkey. I hate you. Boo. I hope you die. How old's Bruce, the internet? How old's Bruce Springsteen's daughter? Seems like a young person sport, but he's in mid seventies, isn't he? I don't know. You're riding around on a horse in your fancy britches. I don't think you have to be that young. <laughs> <clears throat> I remember seeing one of the, the hot uh, ladies. Uh, uh, can I use the? Nah, I never use that term in public. She's twenty nine. Bruce Springsteen's daughter's twenty nine. Oh, okay. I had one of the the hot uh, wives on Admin, Madman. She used to do the fancy horse riding, and she was no young youngster. Although she did enjoy a good, judging by that episode. What? Um, let's see now. Let's continue cleaning out the sound fridge. I'm told this has gone viral. It is uh, a high school football player. He's all fired up about his team, specifically the team's running backs. Uh, somebody's stolen some out of the fridge because the clip is not here, apparently. Uh-oh. WTF? Somebody in the middle of the night had the munchies. Ate out of the sound <laughs> fridge. Who ate Who ate the clip of the football player? I was saving that. I really want to hear this, too. you got to put a note on it. I heard it went viral. You've got to put a note on it. <laughs> Don't eat this. Right. Otherwise, it's going to get it. Look it up on the YouTube there. It went viral. I'm sure we can somebody, find it. Somebody talk to us. Oh, okay. somebody... We'll we'll edit out this boring banter in the meantime. All right. I'll go look for it. All right. By going and looking for it, he's he's still standing in the same spot. I'm looking at yeah. it. Yeah. No, I'm going to look on, on YouTube. Yeah. Look on YouTube. There you go. Yeah. I'm looking mm-hmm. through uh, other stuff he can play while we're waiting. Well, he's the one who has to play it. So how in the how the hell is he going to look for something else and play it? I was kind of thinking. I know, I know. I was kind of thinking of that myself. But uh, is there any way to uh, not make the house smell like bacon when you cook bacon? Nope. Okay. Because we can't be ba- done. We cooked bacon last night, and the whole house smelled like bacon, and I hate that smell. Are you still bacon? Bacon? Because we do. Baking bacon. I Baking st- bacon. I still have never tried it. Oh, it's it's the only way to go. It is the only way to go. You're still frying in a pan like a loser. Oh, my God. Why don't you just eat your own boogers? <laughs> uh, it's great. The cleanup is so easy. It oh. gets done evenly. Oh, it's fantastic. The cleanup. 
from frying bacon, the grease is everywhere. It's like a six-foot radius. The entire yeah. oven, the floor, the counter, your shirt. Never again, booger eater. Just go with baking bacon. You're going to love it. And you bake it how? You uh, you put it on like the broiler pan with foil underneath so you don't have a, a lot of grease to clean up. Uh, about uh, I've you never know, 10 used minutes an, aside, 400 degrees. I've never on. used my oven, so I just oh, okay. I always think that... Um, all right. Step one: locate your oven. <laughs> well, I'm in a rental, and I've and I'm not much of a cook, and I've I haven't used the oven yet, and I always think I don't want to try it for the first time when we're all hungry. I need to try it like middle of the day on something when we're. Yeah, we do. We do like a pound of bacon for the week, and then put it oh, in the fridge. Right. That sounds awesome. And then you just got like a big bag of bacon you can go to whenever you want to, and just gnaw on bacon. Precisely. Yeah, yeah I got to start doing that. Yeah, that's the only way to go. Okay, I'll bake some bacon today. Any luck there, Michael? Uh, we are getting it. Okay. Executive Hansen's producer Hanson's in there. The hell happened? He's starting to order people. Uh, does the clip disappear? Yeah, here, here it is, guys. Sorry about that. Cool. I'll just talk about the running backs. We got Aiden Dennis, dog. Dodie Devon, dog. Uh, Sir Hale, dog. He scored five touchdowns against Southside. RJ Hogue, dog. Sam Kale, I didn't even know he played running back, but he's a dog. Evan Linker, man, I didn't, he's a linebacker in my eyes, but I guess he can run the ball. Dog. Uh, and then Quentin Roach, he plays baseball, but he gets after it. He, all SAC first-team baseball player right there, and now he's out here playing football. You know, how about that? Uh, he's a dog. <laughs> Quentin Roach is a dog. So I'm wow. taking it, Alex, our younger member of the staff, that dog is a good thing to be at this point? In a football team, a dog is, think of like a bulldog, a pit bull. He's going to gnash, grind, grr, man mode, you know. Vicious. vicious. Thank you, vicious. You know, mark his territory. He's going to cock his leg, and he's going to whiz on the opponent. The problem with this team is we got too many cats. Too many pussycats. You got to be more like a dog. One of my favorite clips of all time. Like a Bichon Frisee or a, a Chug. <laughs> no, not, like a different kind of dog. Not that dog. That dog's like a cat. That's a cat dog. <laughs> you scoot your butt across the field. That's what you do. <laughs> you need to be more that's, like a dog. That's being too much like a dog. <laughs> be a little less like a dog. Lick my own testicles at halftime. Like a dog. <laughs> Go to the field goal post. Pee on it. Exactly. Dog. <laughs> 15 yards. Being a dog. <laughs> certainly should. Armstrong and Getty. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Uh, speaking of uh, people who are not entirely what they appear, at least at first, uh, this is a young person. It's a video we have posted, I believe, at armstrongandgetty.com if you want to see the visual. It's a young person of indeterminate uh, sex slash gender. Uh, well, with... I think Alex has got the background on it. Oh, really? Yeah. What? what is, this made the rounds a while back. What is this, Alex? Well, now, wait a second. Okay. This isn't. Oh, the, okay, okay, okay. I thought you were setting that up. Sorry. No, I got no. confused. So anyway, this person is of indeterminate sex slash gender. They have uh, multicolored hair. They have one eyebrow colored, one uh, uh, dyed one color, and the other one the other. Yes. Uh, multiple piercings, a, 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 an odd odd human, uh, no doubt, uh, and a real individualist. Anyway, uh, there are going to be a number of uh, terms that you're probably unfamiliar with in this little tape. You might want to take some notes. Go ahead. You just play uh, 90 and 91 back-to-back. I made a really loud yelly video about this, but I decided I will approach this in a more calm but stern manner. 
A lot of the people using kitty and pup and bunny self pronouns are neurodivergent minors. It is a very common neurodivergent experience to feel a disconnect from being human mm -hmm. and from, from the societal expectation of the gender you were assigned to birth. So when you have this intersection of feeling a disconnect from being human and a disconnect from the societal expectation of gender, whether you're neurodivergent or not, a lot of people have this experience who aren't neurodivergent. It's just very common with neurodivergent people. When this intersects, you get noun self pronouns and animal noun self pronouns. If you are not comfortable using someone's pronouns because you assume it's kink for some weird ass reason, don't interact with them and just shut up about it. I love okay. that. I love that tone at the end, which is always part of these things. Like if you don't get it, well then wow, there is something really wrong with you. If you don't get kitty noun self programs or pup noun self programs or bunny noun self programs. So you got some troubled youngster claims to be a bunny or wants you to call them bunny rabbit or that's their pronoun. Uh, Jenny will be home soon. I can't wait till bunny rabbit is here instead of she. So when these stories cropped up years ago, there would be a decent chance this was fake. But anymore, I haven't got the slightest idea. Like the thing I did last week on the, uh, they're worried about the names of fishes. That it hurts the fish's feelings to be, have certain names. Right. This kind call of, them rough fish. Yeah. How's the fish feel about that? So uh, that apparently is real out of UC Davis in California, but could be parody. I don't know. Parody. It's everything's so strange now. You can't tell the difference similar to this one. Yeah, yeah. I I think part of it has to do with the narcissism, the narcissism of small distinctions. You got to slice it so thin to be special among the victim class these days. It's not good enough to be. I know I was born a dude, but I identify as a woman or both or neither or it changes day to day or whatever. Now you have to identify as a bunny, um, kitty, pop, and bunny noun self pronouns. Okay. All right. No, you're trouble. I'm sorry you're trouble. I really am. But you're not a damn bunny, and I'm not using your bunny pronouns. All right? What was the, what's the term? Neuro what? Uh, well, they're talking about neurodivergent people, people who have uh, neurological problems, I guess. Okay. I don't know. You're on the spectrum, or you have, uh, I don't know, whatever problems. Could I you mean, think you're a chair, or does it have to be something leaning, uh, living? That's a good question. I don't know. And is the uh, list of animals limited to uh, kitties, pups, and bunnies? Or could you imagine you're an iguana? Or a bug. Or, or a bug or a camel? You still haven't explained how you came to be a camel owner, which is a rather large question, The Mark. question is, why aren't you a camel owner? I think that's the better question. You know what? Fair enough. Uh, anyway, uh, here's a fella. Do we have to set this up at all? What do we need to know about this, Alex? Well, this is from a documentary in 2013 called I Think I'm an Animal, where this young uh, teenager says, well, uh, Michael Angelo play it. On all levels except physical, I am a wolf. And then he yips at a body of water, and then that made the rounds on Reddit. It got very popular on Vine, which was kind of the predecessor to TikTok. And so you guys bringing this up was kind of like, well, this has been going on for a while. Were, oh, yeah. Was it mocked mostly at the time? Uh, it, it was it was memed pretty hard on the internet. I'm yes. trying not to be mocking because I know that in five years this might be completely accepted, and any mocking I do 
will be played back as evidence for why I need to be fired. Oh, I'm mocking. I'm mocking. Can I hear Go this? Ahead, fire wolf? me. I want to hear the wolf guy again because that yip is particularly good. On all levels except physical, I am a wolf. <laughs> he was born Matthew Schimmel. Uh, he, or, sorry, the wolf identifies as Shiro Yulv. I don't want to be respectful of Mr. Wolf. Shiro Yulv? U-L-V. U-L-V. Yulv? Yulv. Either way, just yipping out a body of water. Is... Uh, I'd be curious to follow up on that specimen now. I would like, yeah, no kidding. How Something tells me it's sad. Yep. Uh, absolutely. When I hear about these stories, I think there's a there's a poor kid that's got a bad home life or brain wired not right, and just mm-hmm. I you know the parent in me just feels sad for them. Yeah, of um, course. Who knows? Maybe you check in with the guy now. He's like, yeah, you know, adolescence. It's crazy. Some people do this. I thought I was wolf. Anyway, I got to get back to work. Or, so thanks for asking. Or as I'm a little more generous than you are, he's running a perfectly successful wolf pack. <laughs> You know, listen, I'd love to do another interview, but I'm bringing down a caribou right now. It's not a good time. (laughs) Right. And you can get pictures of him, uh, you know, silhouetted in front of a a full moon howling, which is what I would like. And if Sean were with us, he'd point out that the strength in the pack is the wolf (laughs) and the strength in the wolf is the pack. I have found an update of Shiro. Okay. And how's he doing now? Uh, They are now a transgender woman. Oh, okay. And that was in 2019. Still searching. For an identity that's comfortable. Yeah, but much more mainstream than being a wolf. Certainly gaining on it. Yeah, exactly. You're getting closer. Armstrong and Getty. Getty Show. From the Be Careful What You Wish For department, (laughs) unseen, unforeseen consequences. So a lot of us, including me, for years and years and years, thought big money in politics was just awful. And uh, there had to be a way to do with that. And remember, John McCain worked his practically his whole life to come up with a way. And Citizens United and everything, everything you'd been hearing about your whole life. You know, these big corporations and these billionaires out there donating money and the Koch brothers and, uh, and, uh, who's the guy on the left? Soros and all the, the, the money people that control. Well, so we, uh, changed a lot of the rules and, uh, didn't seem to do any good. We didn't need to change the rules, just needed to in- invent the internet. And everything has changed in a very fast amount of time. And I didn't realize to what extent until you start looking into it the way Bloomberg did. Bloomberg, um, financial, their government division, looking into how much more money is raised from small donors now, which in theory, again, from be careful for what you wish for, in theory, we all thought that a whole bunch of small donors would be much more democratic, small d democratic, than, than big corporations and the super rich influence the poli- influencing politicians, but that is not the way it has worked out. Starting with the money, and they use Kevin McCarthy as an example. As recently as the 2018 midterms, and social media has been around for quite a while, but as recently as the 2018 midterms, McCarthy's campaign committee received 3.2 million dollars, 40 percent of its total from corporate and other PACs. So 40 percent of its total was from the big money. They only made twenty three grand from donors giving less than two hundred dollars each. That was in twenty eighteen. Huh. Wow. The most recent numbers for McCarthy, less than one percent of his six point three million dollar total came from PACs. Remember it was forty percent in twenty eighteen. It's now less than one percent, and he raked in two point three million dollars from small do- dollar donors. It was twenty three thousand in twenty eighteen. He's already at two point three million for this cycle. 
So Great it's, Scott. it's been flipped completely on its head. And the politicians absolutely love this. And I listened to a podcast about this yesterday. Um, it costs more money to try to raise money uh, online than it does at the fundraisers that they used to do. So they used to, and it was usually in California, California bankrolled all the politicians in America. But, you know, Barack Obama, Donald Trump, whoever, would come out to California and you'd have a uh, a dinner and you'd raise millions and millions of dollars in that dinner for f- f- fat cats. But the dinner pol- table events. The politicians hate doing those for a variety of reasons. The most obvious reason you can imagine would be that, can you imagine anything that would suck more than that? You'd <laughs> have to go into that room and kiss the ass of a bunch of rich people and just laugh at their jokes and just swallow everything they have to say so that they'll write, ju- write you giant checks. I can't imagine anything worse than doing that. Listen to their gripes, et cetera. And it yeah. turns out the politicians do hate doing that. You also have the uh, fact that anything you said in those private gatherings had started leaking out in a way that it didn't used to over the years. And it takes time. You have to fly to some city. You have to spend the whole evening in an event. The raising money online costs a little more money per dollar raised, but you don't have to do anything. They just, they just, uh, they, uh, they, they send out a clip of you giving a, an empowering speech on uh, the floor of Congress, and they chop that up into little clips and put it out into social media, and they get donations. You go on cable news for one hit on Fox News or MSNBC and say something making it stand, sound like you're standing up for what's all good and right, and money mm-hmm. pours in that way. So the politicians love it that way. But what is happening in terms of uh, the influence end, so we all thought if, if it was small donors instead of big donors, we would get more responsive government, more normal government, not controlled by the rich. But it's the most online crowd. It's the crowd that watches the most cable news, that listens to the most extreme voices, that follows the most extreme voices on Twitter and everything like that, that does all the donating. And they're pushing the politicians, in effect because the politicians know where the money's coming from, into more extreme positions. And Well, what what I don't think a lot of us understood was that uh, giving, political giving, isn't intellectual, it's emotional. And the way you get contributions is to whip people up Excellent one point. way or the other. Excellent point. Uh, when a whole bunch of money it comes in, it isn't because people have, you know, uh, thought through the immigration policies of this politician and decided exactly. that, that this congressman is- that is a compelling and and, and successful sounding set of uh, legislation. I would like to support you in your efforts. No, the person that's on TV saying they're stealing our country. And you know, money's going to start to pour in while they're on cable news. Or the person on the other channel that's going to say, they're a bunch of racists, and they don't like the other, and they hate brown people. And then money start pouring into that person's. Yeah, the most, right. most extreme, loudest voices are making way more bank than they did before from the, from your, your Koch brothers and your George Soros's. So we're ending up with more extreme politics and less representative of most of us than we ever did before. Yeah, one thing to point out very briefly, because I've been on this beat for a while, is George Soros has done an amazing job of getting extremist DAs elected all th- all through the country. San Francisco, Los Angeles, St. Louis, that uh, that gal whose name, uh, what is her name? It uh, doesn't leap to mind, but she is in serious trouble. She is just absolutely perverted justice in, in St. Louis. Uh, so, you know, those people still matter. 
But yeah, it's a, it's a hell of a uh, unanticipated uh, curveball. Well, how about those numbers just from Kevin McCarthy's campaign? And I assume all the other ones are re- relatively similar. I mean, it's been flipped on its head in a couple of years. And there's no, uh, I haven't heard anybody explain on how we would get out of this um, echo chamber trap. They call it the, I think they call it the email uh, loop trap. But just you you send stuff out to all the emails that you've got, and they send you back money. And the, the more extreme you are, the more extreme voices send the more money, so you get even more extreme. How, how, are, we gonna, how are we gonna break out of this trap? Well, and you combine that with the phenomenon that you've mentioned, that a lot of Congress people no longer consider it their job to legislate. Their job is to build their brand online, social media, etc. So how does that work when it's time to actually, time to govern? I don't know. Nobody anticipated this happening, so something unanticipated will happen in the future. But for right now, I don't see how we break out of this. The most extreme elements on both sides control all of our politics. I don't know. I don't know how that ends. Anytime uh, soon. Yeah. Yeah. Good question. Rock the vote, everybody. Rock the vote. <laughs> Got all sorts of great stuff to talk about, but quickly a word from our beloved sponsor, Simply Safe, that has designed a home security system going to keep you safe from fire, burglary, a medical emergency. But it's simpler, easier to use, and just better than all those traditional systems. Wins all kinds of awards against much more complicated, more expensive systems, and it's easy to order Simply Safe. It's simple. Uh, you go to simplysafe.com slash Armstrong, you click around, customize the system to your home, you order it. It comes in the mail, you set it up in about 30 minutes yourself. And then you've got help with fire, burglary, medical emergency, or even just help setting up the system. And just a personal note from me, Joe, your old Uncle Joe. Don't wait one day too long to get Simply Safe, if you know what I mean. Mm. And as our listener, you can save 20% on your Simply Safe security system. Get your first month free when you sign up for the interactive monitoring service. Just visit simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Customize that system. Start protecting your home, your business, your family. Simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Speaking again of George Soros, you see his right-hand man, his financial guy, is on trial for horrible crimes against women. He's half a Jeffrey Epstein. His thing was like S&M and tying women up and oh. paying them lots of money, but then like severely beating them and saying and doing horrific things. So he's on trial. The guy's richer than you can imagine. He's got multiple multi-million dollar uh, New York, uh, you know, spreads, $9 million waterfront estate in the Hamptons, uh, et cetera. These people are high rollers, big in the city's philanthropy circuit, gave nearly half a million dollars to charitable causes in 2015, 2016, et cetera. But this guy had a sex dungeon, 66 years old. Jeez. He's uh, accused of having committed violent acts and sexual assault against a number of women. Six of his seven alleged victims seeking at least $18 million civil trial, I guess. But uh, anyway, I, you know, I tell you more, but some of it's really sick and disgusting, it, which in, it, and includes what sounds like a confession that he raped his own daughter. Oh, my God. Or that was some sick, sick S&M dungeon talk. Um, anyway, S- perv. The, the sex part of the brain, and it's usually men, uh, sometimes women, but usually men, the sex part of the brain is the is the is, is the least logical or understood part of it all, right? All these successful people, 
They've got every reason in the world to not do what they're doing. And there's a way to get sexual pleasure legally and you know, in all kinds of ways that wouldn't blow up your lives, and they still do it. And I truly and deeply apologize there for an, it. There's an example right there. Well, uh, you know, we all dream, or a lot of us dream, I think, of having so much money, all of our needs and desires could be met. With that, you just don't even think about it, spending the amount of money it would take to get whatever fantasy fulfilled. You got that much money. But, you know, the, the, from the Bible on, uh, you know, with the, with the wisdom of old will tell you, that's the highway not to heaven but to hell. Oh, yeah, I might have You're going to screw it up. I don't know that I ever dreamed of that, but if I did, it was when I was younger. But I certainly don't now. I have. There's no part of me at all that believes that having everything I want is going to make me happy. Well, everything I want now, uh, you know, my kids to be happy and healthy and blah, blah, blah. But s- stuff, sex, j- all the material stuff, nah. No, I'm, I'm, I've, I've had enough experience to know that that is not the road to happiness. How about a donut? How much do you want a donut? But how, do, but so why is I've had a little success in my life and I came to that realization? How are you as rich as some of these people or as powerful as some of these people and you still think that another uh, sex with another person or another house or another whatever is going to make you happy? How do they, how do they not? I don't know if it'll quote unquote make me happy, but I want it and I can pay for it, so I'm going to. Hmm. In that scenario, I, guess. I just think that's yeah. You see a yacht, you think that'd be incredibly fun. I can afford it easily. You buy your yacht. You don't philosophize about it. God, you're boring. Please. <laughs> I'm thinking a Manhattan sex dungeon would be nice. So I buy me an apartment. I buy the gear. I got a sex dungeon. I buy the gear. <laughs> You know, I get to get the thing and the, the the swing and the other thing and all those uh, little things and the, oh please, we're gonna get crazy. Got to get the whips and the shackles and the, everything that's Certainly. involved. Well, that's just a start. Probably a bunch yeah. of things I don't even know about that I'm even considered. You couldn't handle it. <laughs> no, I couldn't. <laughs> I just, I just can't. I just, I'm, I'm amazed that so many people that have had enough experience with material success. Continue to think that more material success is the answer to their uh, their lack of happiness. Yeah, yeah. Again, I think you're philosophizing too much. These uh, this guy and his wife they gave half, half a million bucks to charity. Well, there you go. They're nice people, nice causes. Right, right. The guy's successful at his job. He's intelligent. So he's got a. Sex he's dude. a lot of different things, including a guy with a sex dungeon. <laughs> it's not like that summarizes his whole being. Exactly. In this case, the guy's a sicko. But, you know, I, again, I think you're you're coming off as a, 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 a Puritan. <laughs> Our text Look, line I'm is... a husband. I'm a father. I'm a, f- a philanthropist. I, I'm a successful uh, broker. I have a sex dungeon. I, uh... I work at the Boy Scouts. What? What was that other part you mentioned there? there? About again, the Boy Scouts? Just... No, before the Boy Scouts. Sex dungeon? One aspect. <laughs> One aspect of his being. <laughs> Doesn't summarize them. My Don't God, get you're hung insulting. up on it, man. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So here are the facts. And this article happens to focus on uh, the awful Time magazine, which failed to disclose Chinese government funding for content published in its most recent print edition. The magazine. This should doom you as a news organization. That, yes, that, it should. What you just said should be enough to end your business. 
It's much more widespread than you might think, though. So the magazine's late June double issue included an insert from China Daily, a media outlet controlled by the Chinese Communist Party. Disclosures on the insert labeled it as an advertisement and note that additional information is on file with the DOJ, Washington, D.C. Chinese government funding for China Daily is not mentioned. China Daily, by the way, registers with the Justice Department under the Foreign Agents Registration Act, a law aimed at tracking foreign government influence. Was this one of those ads? I hate this. This happened. USA Today does this all the time. Is this one of those ads where way down in the corner it says advertisement, but it looks yes. like a a page of the newspaper or the magazine that ought yeah, to be or a, a special feature yeah that ought to be against the law somehow yeah see what's happening is news outlets are partnering with china daily for money and the concern is that they're spreading propaganda in the west some companies including the new york times and the wall street journal have ended content sharing deals with china daily because it is controlled by the chinese government but they used to do it Both the left New York Times and the right-leaning Wall Street Journal had these agreements. The outlet has paid millions of dollars to publish content in Western magazines and newspapers, prints, and online editions. Time began working with China Daily last year. Foreign agent disclosures filed by China Daily in May show the outlet paid Time $700,000 over the past six months. By far the highest outlay to any American news company, Time has been notably soft on the communist Chinese. Hard on Trump, but a lot of people are hard on Trump. That doesn't prove anything. But uh, in addition to the print inserts, the magazine publishes sponsored China Daily content to its website, which know, also me... does not acknowledge Chinese government funding. Let me tell you how that works in the uh, in the real world, how this can work. Because years ago, apparently Amtrak had somehow made a commercial buy on uh, one of the radio stations we're on, and I had bad-mouthed Amtrak, uh, as I often do, because it's a uh, from-the-beginning failure uh, that taxpayers support for some reason. But uh, I was talking about that, and a sales guy stopped me in the hall and said, hey, you know Amtrak spent blah, blah, blah last month? So take it easy on Amtrak. That that happens. Oh, yeah. I didn't, and I won't, um, because that's not the way our show works, but... You know that happened at Time Magazine, and the more money gets thrown around, the more likely it is that somebody at Time says, "Yeah, well, we will, we'll, we'll pass on the anti-China story." Yeah, I mean, if if a famously struggling publisher is hit with seven hundred thousand dollars over the course of six months, you know it's going to affect editorial decisions, especially these days. Now. It's worth noting much of the China Daily content does not appear to be aggressive Chinese propaganda, but many of the articles portray life in China and Chinese culture as just sunshiny and wonderful. Some of the paid China content, China Daily content, has drawn criticism from advocacy groups because of its clear political agenda. Time published one China Daily article last December, you may remember it, that touted drones made by a company called DJI for use in agriculture. The article appeared days after the Trump administration placed DG, DJI on a trade blacklist out of concerns that the company's drones posed a national security threat to the U.S. Well, the, the examples Tucker had were uh, COVID-related, including an article, was it the New York Times? I think it was. But anyway, articles on, uh, you know, downplaying the whole leak from a lab thing early right. on. And also one well into the pandemic, 
in which the headline, the result is in, and China had the best response to the COVID, embarrassing in the United States. And then uh, all the verbiage was about how the, the United States, once believed to be blah, 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 didn't handle COVID, whereas China was able to control the virus. I mean, just complete wow. BS. Bullshit. Propaganda. And uh, propaganda that is all yeah. about propping up an evil. And you can't say that with enough capital letters or loud enough evil country, well, evil uh, government running the country, um, the, the Chinese, I mean, that should not, that, that should, that should be treason to run a story like that in the United States for money. There's a fair amount of desperate times calling for desperate measures. Some of these publications, websites, whatever you want to call them, are desperate. And so they're doing desperate things like getting bribed by the most evil regime on earth. But China Daily also sponsored content in the Financial Times, the L.A. Times, hello, Foreign Policy Magazine, according to foreign agent disclosures. There are Tibetan advocacy groups that are pissed off at foreign policy because there was a series of articles last month that touted, commun- that touted rather communist party policies in Tibet and how enlightened they were. That's, that was sponsored by the Chinese communists. Unbelievable. Yeah, that's, that's pretty amazing. How much of what you've read that's critical of the U.S. or soft on China is because that publication, that website, that news organization is getting bribed by the commies? Unfreaking believable. 